Hey, everybody. Welcome to the very, very, very first episode of Jaybird and the Squatch. I am Jason Jaybird Collings here with my co-host, Raul Reyes, comedian, affectionately known by me as Sasquatch. Why? Obviously. <laughs> He's a Sasquatch. Look at him. Hello, Raul. How are you? This is your first time doing a podcast. This is my first time doing a podcast. Me and Raul, we're, we're, we're buddies in the comedy scene. I think he's hilarious. Not on stage. I think he's <laughs> just a hilarious guy. So I'm like, yeah, we got to do, do a podcast together. And here we are doing this podcast. How are you feeling about it, dude? It's cool. But see, I, I'm still wondering, what do you think is, is funny about me? All of it? Not on stage. All of it. No, really. What, All of what it. Is it? Let what? me t- I'm gonna tell you. Okay, cool. All of it. Okay. <laughs> like when you... Like the, the what what gave me the idea to do this podcast with Raul is that we were hanging out, we were having a Starbucks. He starts asking me if I remember a certain movie, and just the way that you described the movie that you when you were trying to basically it was the worst pitch meeting you would ever be in, or it was like the worst synopsis of a movie ever. But it was so entertaining. Halfway through your explanation, I knew what movie you were talking about. I don't know if you knew that. I know, but then you didn't even tell me because I wanted you to keep going because it was hilarious. <laughs> he said. Hey, do you remember that movie with that guy? <laughs> By the way, no context clues. Do you remember that movie about that guy? He was a badass and he died and then he went to heaven. Then he had to come back and help this other little kid become a badass. I guarantee you nobody out there knows what movie I'm talking about right now. So then do I sound like an East L.A. Cholo? All you the time? are an East L.A. Cholo. Where were you born? I was born in East L.A. Born yeah. in East L.A.? But but I'm not a cholo. Does a no, cholo wear no, a surfer? No, definitely shirt? not. You're not. First of all, not a surfer shirt. It's got surfers on it, but it's definitely not a surfer <laughs> shirt. You're dressed like a mannequin from Men's Warehouse. Uh, I don't think so, man. It's cool, you know. It's I like the way I'm dressed, man. A lot of people always talk shit about it, but I'm actually happy. You know, it's, that's it's what I like about you too. You got this crazy. Comp- you're, you're there's so much about you, and we'll get into it in the next all the episodes because you're gonna learn. There's so much about him. He's my Carl Pilkington. A lot of people probably don't know who that is, so you're going to have to explain it. No, a lot of people do know who that is. Okay, Ricky Gervais' show. Ricky Gervais had like one of the OG podcasts. Yes. Him and uh, Stephen Merchant, who they created The Office, the original Office. And they had this guy on the podcast with him named Carl Pilkington. If we could, you know who Carl Pilkington is, right? You guys know who he is? And Uh, uh, no. You do not? I do not. You don't know who Carl Pilkington is? No, I don't is? know who he is. Okay, there's a, there's a, uh, I'm talking about produ- the uh, pr- producer right here. He, Carl Pilkington, if you've, if you've ever watched An Idiot Abroad, there was a the show, show called An Idiot Abroad, and it was that British guy who went all over the world. And because, w- what made it funny was his outlook on everything. It wasn't like he was telling jokes or anything like that. It was just, everything annoyed him. And, and, and then when he would explain things, it would make Ricky laugh so much. That's who you are to me. You know what annoys me right now? What? The fact that you think cargo pants are back in style. They are back in style. No, no, dude. no. No, that really annoys me because they're not. They're 100. They, they yes, were they never are. in style to if begin with. Okay. If they're, they're in style for a grand of retired grandfather. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> if they weren't in style, they would not have been on all the racks at the store that I went and got them. Yes, on. because they didn't sell, so they're on all the racks. No. It's, no. No. <laughs> Good point, but they brought they they brought they bring all the seasonal stuff out. Do you so know who used to sell car, cargo pants? Sell them? Used to a long time ago. You at the indoor no. swap meet. Miller's Outpost. Do you remember Miller's Outpost? Heck yeah, I remember Miller's Outpost. Okay, and what happened to them? They went out of business. So there you go. They, they went out of business because they sold cargo pants. <laughs> so you 
What what's in style? What what do you consider style? Style? Nowadays, it's hard because style like it's kind of weird nowadays. They actually nope. <laughs> I see people wearing shoelaces as nope. belts, and that's the new style. That's the young kid stuff. They wear oversized shit, but no, no, yeah. these are back in style. But the difference who is, told you they're back in style? The world. The world. The world does not say cargo pants are back in style. They're, okay, look, they are back. Day, my brother. Okay, you, but the difference is, there is are, the these aren't the these aren't the big baggy wide leg cargo pants of the 90s these are they're fitted they're tapered at the end they're what they they're fitted and they're cool and i like them with the jays so and you can't say anything about style when you got little miniature people surfing on your shirt on a shirt i'm just saying because you wore cargo pants yesterday and i didn't say nothing because you took me around to meet some pretty cool people Mm -hmm. so i didn't want to bite the hand that feeds me but but today since we're uh, you know, in this show, I, I want to tell you, I really don't like the cargo pants. That's fine. You don't have to wear them. <laughs> Just like I don't have to wear that awful shirt. What makes this awful shirt? Mm, okay, let's see. Huh, this is how, how long are we going to do? An hour? Okay, here we go. Uh, button up is cool, but it's a little fitted. I don't know if it's fitted or if it's just your growth, but <laughs> the miniature surfers on it, man. What do okay? We are in Long Beach, right? There's no surfing in Long Beach, but we are in Long Beach, right? It's a beach, right? But there's no surfing. I know, but but there's a beach. You understand? There's no surfing. Yeah, but there's a beach. Yeah, but what does that have to do with little miniature surfers on your shirt? I'm in Long Beach. It's a beach. I'm wearing a beach shirt. Nope. Look. (laughs) (laughs) So here's one of the things that me and Raul were talking about that made me go, "We need to do a podcast." We were. I asked him about his upbringing. I asked him about his parents and if his, and, and are his parents still alive or not, and his dad's still alive. And I, had, I make fun of the way he talks all the time because I'm a little racist, but just kidding, I'm not, I am. But I, I make fun of the way you talk a lot because some of the words, that you, so, sometimes your mouth works quicker than your brain. I don't know if you, I'm not trying to insult you. Oh, no, no, you're not insulting Okay, because. I've heard that my whole life. Okay, yeah, like your, your, mouth, well, your mouth will start saying things before your brain's yes. ready to, to, yes. to so I asked you about, about that. What's up with that, man? Were you, I asked you if, if English was your second language, and it's, it's not. No, but you keep on asking me. Is English your second language? It's, it's not my second language. Oh, right, that's my point. Language. So I asked, what's going on then? Because sometimes you don't have a grasp on the English language. Then you told me that your father was illiterate. Yes. Tell me about that. Okay. Listen to this, Solomon. His father can't read. My father However, cannot read or write, but can read his whole Bible. Wow. Like his whole Bible. That's selective. He, that's not illiterate. No, no, I'm telling you, he, it's just weird that he could read his whole Bible. So he could read if you the ask him Bible. To read you, I've taken him to, to a McDonald's. I told him, Dad, what do you want? He says he can't read the menu. Is his Bible in Spanish? Yes. But it doesn't matter anything in Spanish. He still can't read. My dad stopped school when he was in the third grade because his father got killed. So my dad didn't go to school no more because he had to take care of his mom. <sighs> So that's what I'm saying. My dad has not had any type of education, but yet he could read his Bible. Trying to find the right button to push for that story. There's not a good one here. Um, Are you calling bull? What the fuck? (laughs) Your your dad quit school because what? Because my grandma, my grandma was left alone because my grandpa was shot and killed. So then, so then, 
my dad was the oldest one, so my dad had to like work to like, be able to take care of his of his siblings and his mom. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so, and that was in what grade? It was like in the third or fourth grade. I'm not okay, sure. so he wasn't at, he wasn't at cursive yet. No, he wasn't. Um, no, but come on, he lived in a ranch in Mexico, man. They 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 didn't really the education was not as best. It was probably like the education. So again, that I went through. can't read. Can he write? No, but he could pick up the Bible and read it. Okay, what do you, why do you think that is? I just, like, like, I'm kind of a religious person, but I'm kind of not because I don't go to church. So I'm not going to call myself, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and actually go to, and say I go to church. I, you know, I believe in God, uh, but I just believe that God gave, gives him the, the ability to be able to read his Bible. Because he, nope. he, okay. I know you don't believe that, but I'm just no, saying, I, like. I totally believe it. Then why are you putting nope. no on the what thing? What are you talking about? You don't believe it. I no, do believe no. it. No, because I tell you all these things and you never believe them. You think I'm lying. Like I told you. I don't. No, no. See, that's the beautiful part. I don't think you're lying. But I told you. That is what makes this amazing. But, but I told you that my dad's conducted two exorcisms. And you don't. Two exorcisms. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, like my, Your dad exorcised demons. Yes. Out of a person. Yes. Out of my sister. Nope. <laughs> it's 100 percent true no 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 no. can i ask you what time of the month it was for your sister no it has nothing to do with that you promise i 100 percent. you ever notice the only people that get possessed are catholics are mexicans mexican catholics <laughs> no not just mexicans i think it's interesting that people like blame uh a bad day or like, like if you're in a bad mood, there are people out there that, that say, oh, you got to get the demon out of you. There's a demon in you. Oh, yeah, but that's, but, but, but this is totally different, dude. Like, like I'm telling you, my cousin who, like, who, like, who, who, who lived with us at the time, he doesn't want to go back to the house because he's seen things like that. He's seen, like, creepy things like that. What did he, what did he seen? He's seen. <laughs> <laughs> he's seen less like that. What did he see that he didn't want to go back to? I want to know. He, he actually saw. He saw fact. your father performing an exorcism yes, on your and, sister. Yes, he saw my because sister because she was on her period and she no, was in a she bad was not on her period. She was being no, a she bitch. Was not, she was so not they her blamed period. it on a demon. She, she was not on her period. So he brought the Bible out she, that he could read for some reason her, because he can't read anything else. <laughs> she was not on her period. She was actually possessed by what? By a demon. What demon? Does the demon have a name? No, I don't know. The demon of what? Damien the demon. I don't know. Damien the demon. No, here it is. <laughs> Trust me. Look, there just, are times. Hold on, wait a minute. Just okay. because you haven't experienced those things doesn't mean that other people haven't. I mean, they think they have. I no, they have. Sure. It's, oh my sure. god! Sure. It's a hundred percent, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> didn't happen. It happened. I I believe something happened. Okay. I you... believe something happened in all of your brains, in your minds. No. It happened at the house. This is the bullshit police <laughs> coming to pick you up. 100% true, dude. I, why would I lie about something like that? I don't think you're lying. That's the beautiful part of this whole thing. Okay, but you don't think I'm lying, but yet you don't believe me. I think that I believe you. I believe that you believe that happened. I've seen it. I know. I, I, you believe what you saw was an exorcism. It was an exorcism. Okay, how did that go? Let, let, take me through that. 
So what was going on? First of all, what was going on with your sister that they thought she, they needed to exercise? First of all, my dad has some thick ass hands, right? Like his hands are like okay. huge, right? Okay. My dad had to slap her because she wasn't like listening to him. And she grabbed the knife and was threatening people with it. So he had to slap her. because, And then she wanted to stab her. So he slapped her. And then he saw that her eyes, there was something going on. I'm telling you, he believes in that because it's not even the part of being the whole devoted Catholic thing. It, it's the part that like stuff like that happens, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so your sister was in a bad mood. It wasn't she a bad She walks mood. in the house with a knife. It wasn't a bad mood. It wasn't a bad mood. It was not a bad mood. I'm telling you, it happened. My I'm telling you, if you I'm telling you, it happened, dude. I'm just telling you. Like I I told you these stories because you're like, I tell you, you like, what you just explained to me was a girl that was not having a good day. No, she no, was in a horrible no, mood. She wanted to. She, no, she picked up a knife. No, sir. She wanted to hurt other people. She wanted to hurt herself. No, sir. It was. Do you know what else you could do other than an exorcism? It was to, no Zoloft. No, sir. It was totally different. It, 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 it was totally different than what you think. Weed. Hundred percent. Okay. Have you ever experienced something? Yep. What? My son. When he, my youngest, when he moved out, yeah. it, it, it was a result of a huge fight between him and his yeah. mom. Yeah. And I guarantee if we were a Catholic household, she'd have called an exorcist. But all it was is guess what he was? He was, didn't have a demon in him. He was being a fucking asshole. No, man. No, no, man. Have you ever experienced something supernatural? Yes. What? Okay. Yeah, you remember. Then I remember. That's uh, supernatural. That you can't explain like you're like. Mm -hmm. Yes. What? Well, I can't remember. What the hell? Then why'd you say you... Here's the thing. There's, there's a reasonable explanation for a lot of things. The exorcism thing is... That's just on another level. Like, I believe in that there's, there are supernatural things. Like, I feel like I've witnessed spirits and ghosts and stuff like, like those that. movies that, no, not, that come out. Movie. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go there. What movie? Amityville. What is it? At Amityville. If Amityville. you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's called Amityville. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm -mm. <laughs> I need you to explain it. <laughs> explain it, Squatch. Oh, man. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Okay. I remember how it goes, man. Oh. Mm -hmm. He's got okay. it. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Oh, okay. Got it. What's the name of the movie, by the way? <laughs> I can't say it, man, but you know what I mean. Amony. Amityville. Enemy, Amony. Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror. Yes. Right. Okay. So, what? Amityville. 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 Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Welcome back to the illiterate podcast. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm trying to remember because I want to explain it the best I can. Mm -hmm. All right. So if what what I do remember from that movie is some guy got possessed and then he killed his family in in a house. Right? Wait. Something like that, right? Time out. I do agree with he killed his family in his house. Yes. All right. The possessed part is what I have a problem with. See, just because you don't believe in people getting possessed doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Here's the thing. There's a reasonable explanation for it. What is the reasonable explanation? I don't know what it is, but there probably is one. There probably is. Because like, there are plenty of mentally ill people but locked the probably up doesn't right make now for certain. killing people. Do you think they are all possessed but by demons? But the probably doesn't make a certain. Was Charles Manson possessed? I think he was. 
You know why? Why? You're Catholic. That has nothing to do with being Catholic. Okay. I'm just telling you, like, th that movie is real life. You know that, right? Uh, the movie was real life. That one is real life. You mean it was based on a story? It was based on a real life let story. Me, let me help you with that. Loosely based. Loosely based. On, on true events. That man did kill his, there was a murder in that house. Yeah. But if you go back and, and actually research all that stuff, there's mafia ties, there's drug dealer ties, there's all kinds of stuff that goes into it. So I believed in nothing then. It's not true. No, 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 no. I don't think it's not true. I just think it's, don't look at me like that. I'm just asking you. I believe, what? I think it's great that you have those beliefs. But but what I'm asking you, okay, if you don't believe that, then I have something even more crazy. Okay, let's hear it. All right. Is this about your dad speaking in tongues? He speaks in tongues. Uh, okay. Shocker. <laughs> hey, my dad speaks in tongues. <laughs> Go ahead. No, okay. When we used to live in I'm Compton. having fun with this thing, huh? I, I used to live in Compton, California, right? Mm -hmm. That's where all the demons are. That's where all the demons are. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gangsters, crips, and mm -hmm. ambulance. Yep. Right? Gang-banging demons. demons. Yeah, gang-banging demons. Yep. Anyways. They banging in um, In my house, in the restroom, there's a small window. And there was a light. When my sister was taking a shower, there was a light that went straight through. And we're like, what the hell is that light? So she moved the curtain, and there was three crosses on that window. Three, three crosses. Okay, when you say on the window, what do you mean? On the window, like, like like actual physical crosses that you could pull off and hold in your hand. No, they were interesting. Uh, interesting. It was a light, but there, were, but but three crosses stayed on the window. Wait, what was a light? A sun, okay, it was like a light that shined through. Mm -hmm. What was the light though? Was it a an electric light bulb? Was it no sun? The sun. Oh, okay. And that there was... and there was three crosses on on that window. Mm -hmm. And you know what's even. What do you mean on it? I don't know what you mean by on the window. In the window. In the window, then. In the window. Like somebody did it with their finger? Yeah, but it wasn't somebody's finger. What was it then? I'm, we don't know. It's something so, supernatural. Is this the same sister that they thought was possessed by a demon? No. Man, your family's amazing. Dude. It's crazy, right? Mm -mm. It's, it's, it is crazy, but not in the way you think. <laughs> but not in the way you think. I'm just telling you, it happened because there's actually news, the news went, people were lining up to actually see the crosses. The news went? Yes. This must have been a slow news day. No, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty miraculous thing. And so the thing if is, I look this up, because you can look up archives of the, what, you, okay, what news, what channel? Uh, channel 34, Spanish news, of course. Mm, wait a minute, rewind, what channel? Channel 34. 34, the what channel? The Latino. Yes. You think there may be a bunch of Catholics that run that channel? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Come on. No, dude, it happened. Okay. I lived there. How are you going to tell me it didn't happen? I'm not saying there wasn't something that happened, but it, it probably wasn't what you thought. It was three crosses, bro. Were they upside down? No. Ooh. Because even when they broke the window, because the guy that moved in didn't want that window there no more, he, he broke it. Why didn't he want it there? Oh, I know why. He's Catholic. But go ahead. I don't know. He broke the window, right? Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, can I keep the, the, the window? And we kept it in like a, like a glass case. And Do you still have it? No, it's gone. Why and is it gone? Because it broke. On its own? Yeah. Holy shit. You know what? I'm a believer. You got me. <laughs> You've got me, dude. I want you to. Here's, the kind of guy, here's, what, I, here's what I think. 
I feel like you're the kind of guy that like if you threw that glass thing in a moving truck and you guys were driving through fucking rough and during the drive it broke obviously but then you're gonna go like oh my god it broke it's a sign it's a sign that you know man care of it. it's it's all these things have happened to my family okay and I know you don't believe it but it's true okay I don't think you're understanding that I'm, it's not that I, mm, this is great. I don't, it's not that I don't believe it. It's hard to put in words. I believe that you think, I believe that there are things that happen that you interpreted as that. But it was that. Because you interpreted it that way. Okay, I'm going to find that archive for you. From Channel 34? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's an archive, right? Yeah. Did they have pictures of it? Yes. Okay, can't wait. I'll find it. Dude, if it's if it's a steamed piece of glass. You owe me an me. apology. If it's a steamed it piece true. of glass because your sister was taking a hot shower because she was trying to exercise the demon, you and and it was like, you know how they get steam on the window and droplets start going down? Sometimes they split no, off. Sir. I'm telling you. No, sir. I guarantee that's what I'm going to It was see. not like that. Look it up. It was not like next that. Next time, next episode, I want to see this thing. I got, I got to find it. Mm -hmm. I will look for it. Mm -hmm. It might take me a little bit of time, but I'll look okay. for it. All right, so now you're getting to know why I've been wanting to do this podcast. Because you, sir, are amazing. No, you're amazing. You are a fucking amazing. Did you have a good time last night? Me and Raul went to the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store last night to hang out with some buddies. I had to pick up some checks because you know. Jason be doing it. I wish I had a... Uh, uh, applause. Uh, not an applause, but it's like something for money. Nope, don't have it. First episode, but I'm going to learn this shit. Have this. We <laughs> talk about you and money. Have this. Right. You, put that. you should talk about you and money and put that again. Me and money with the laugh? Yeah. Yeah, because it was, you understand, local shows, they pay nothing. Nothing. I make $25 a set. Yes. But, you know, we, you know, we make our money on the road. But we had a good time. I introduced you to some yes, of my very amazing. cool friends. You met Joe Coy. You met Joe Coy. I love that you said it right. Yes. I've usually, been practicing, actually. You know what he usually says? Joy Coy. I've, I've been practicing, actually. I've been, I've been, I want to make sure I said it right. You met Joe. You met, well, you already knew Russ. Yeah, I know. Russell Peters oh, was there. Oh, Russ. Great, great, Bill Bellamy great was guy. there. Uh, Bentley was there, the guy that created the Jamie Foxx show. Yes. It was a good night. We had a good night. We had a great night. Brent was there. Yes. Um, but uh, <laughs> whenever I walk around, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm wondering if people are gonna start thinking I have a bodyguard. That's true. Because you're really right at my shoulder everywhere. Yes. And um, I'm gonna start telling people that you're my bodyguard, yeah. even though you've never been. Don't don't say. That. He's never been in a fight. This guy's never been in a fight. He's really gonna say that. Except with demons. He's had plenty of fights with demons. But real life, worldly fights, you've never. Yeah, I, I, I've never had to get in a fight. You never had to. You're six foot five. What are you, six what? Six foot two. No way, dude. I'm six two. There's no way you're six I'm two. six two. I'm six two. You're not six two. Yes, I am. You are not six two. I'm six foot two. You two. are not six foot two. There's no way six you're six one. Two. No way. Six you're, foot? You're six foot. Six and a half. No, you're six foot. There's not. Bro, Bro we're, I we're guarantee gonna... you, you're. No, you're six three. No, I'm six two. You're a. How you're a Sasquatch? Yeah, but I'm just you're a big guy. A Bigfoot. Okay, you're a Gigantorpithecus. Anyways, There's no way <laughs> that you're only six two. Okay, so can we talk about last night then? 
Okay, go ahead. Okay. What are your what are your uh um last night was great and takeaways. Like I said uh, I appreciate Jason taking me and uh me being his bodyguard. But um it was great because it's like when you experience stuff like that, it's stuff that you're gonna remember forever, dude. You're mm -hmm. always gonna remember stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. because it's like it's people that you've seen on TV, it's people that you admire, it's people that like it was great, man. I enjoyed it. You know, we went to a uh we went to a laugh factory, then went then we walked to the comedy store and and then, and then we saw King Batch. So we saw oh King yeah, Batch, on the walk on, on the walk yeah. between the clubs, we yeah we passed Batch. We, that was an interesting moment. That, that, <laughs> that was an interesting moment. Yeah, and and it was just great times, man. And like like I said, none of this would be possible without my co-host, uh, Jason Collins. Man, thanks, Jace. Appreciate Dude, it. Dude, you got it, man. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. And it was just uh, it was fun. <laughs> learn because. In this industry, you learn all the time because if you don't learn, then you're not doing it right. So you have to keep on. Did learning. you hear that, everyone? Words of wisdoms from the <laughs> Squatch: If you're not, if you don't learn, you're not doing it right. T-shirt. I'm just saying it's serious. You just have to learn how to how to Dude, make sure you gotta. Here's the thing: you gotta learn how to learn, okay? <laughs> and if you're not learning how to learn, bro, you're not learning, right? I wanted to ask you, Jason, okay. because uh, sure. I thought about this, and uh, I want to ask you. Um, is there a, a time that you remember when you started doing comedy? Of course I remember the time that no, I started doing comedy. Hold on. That that you had a show that you were like, okay, I'm ready to, to this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. First show. First show. Very first one. You already knew this. Was I knew this is what I wanted to do before I even did the first show. Yes. So then you had no reservation, like, let me yeah, try yeah, it. You understand. In my house growing up, the big events were the new hbo specials that were coming because oh, now, yeah. nowadays they're they're giving out specials like yeah fucking yeah, candy yeah, yeah but when in my house like if you remember the very first the very first hbo comedy special was robert klein probably i'm not sure you know who robert klein i don't know who robert klein's klein very funny old school comic mm -hmm. he's he was just hilarious and he was the very first hbo comedy special mm. And it was the first time uh, that you saw that, like, that that's what this thing is. Do you know what I mean? Like, before, like, with 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 uh, uh, Bill Cosby himself, for example, yes, yes. that was a live, because comics do that. Yes. They, they do live shows. Mm -hmm. This one was taped, and it, you could watch it on TV. Yes. I don't know if that, I'm not sure if that was an HBO one, but I'm pretty sure the very first HBO comedy special was Robert Klein. And we all watched it as a family. Yes. And we love, we love, my father was hilarious. My dad was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And that was like the, the event in my house. Like when, when the new Carlin, Carlin was doing a special almost every oh. year. George Carlin. I just saw his documentary. It was really good. It was very good. But he was doing a, a, a comedy special almost every year. Yeah. And, and all of them were wonderful. And we would literally surround the TV to watch that as if we were watching the big boxing match or the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? That was like a thing in our household. Yeah. And then you had Rodney Dangerfield's Young Comedian specials where we the first time we ever saw Sam Kinison, the first time we ever saw Jim Carrey. Wow. It was on these, on these. So and that's when I was very young, preteen. Yeah. I was like very young. And mm -hmm. and then as even younger than that, my brother and I got a hold of my parents, what they call party records back in the day. Okay. And what it was is they didn't have the comedy specials on television. You bought their album. You bought an album yeah. of their special. And my parents had Red Fox. They had Bill Cosby, a they had I believe they had a um, 
Bob uh, Bob Newhart record, and I remember my brother and I listening to those. And yeah. it's probably listening to Red Fox a little too young because okay. oh, yeah. he was dirty as yeah. fuck. But um, so that was always a thing. So even before and before I actually got on a microphone to do stand up, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And you understand, before I did my first show, I ran around with guys like Joe Coy and yeah. Russell Peters yeah. for a couple of years before I even did stand up, just watching these guys yeah. do the thing that I want to do so badly. So by the time it was, by the time I got the balls to go up and do stand up, I, I already knew this is where I was supposed to be. And my, and the, you know, my first time doing stand up, you, as you know, I did like 15 minute set. Yeah. And at the ha, right? At the ha ha on a real show, um, not on an open mic. I didn't do an open mic. I got I BS. Didn't you? did you lie to get on the show? Yeah, yeah, you did. Huh? Yeah, I told the, the owner of the club that I had been doing stand up yeah. for five years, and that Joe Coy told me that to come down there and I, that he would put me up. So he did. And the next day, I was on the on the on the Friday night show, yeah. eight o'clock show, third spot, fifteen minute set, yeah. and and I was already, I wasn't ready, ready like I'm like ready to be like the man. Yeah. But I, I knew then I was ready because they booked me the next night. Yeah. And I'd been doing it ever since. So I, I honestly, that, the, the before I did stand-up, I knew. I just knew. That's I mean, my brother could tell you, in high school, in junior high school, I, did, I, I killed insecurities with comedy. I killed fear with comedy. Like I, just, I was always cracking jokes and trying, trying to be the classic clown i guess trying to be yeah i don't know if you try to be that but yeah i want i always wanted to be funny that's dope man. even teaching martial arts i taught with humor that, so dude and now that was let's see that was 16 years ago the mm -hmm. first time i did stand up and now for you viewers of this first episode uh next in november i'm shooting my one hour special yes in nashville. He, and in nashville right? shoot my one hour special in nashville yeah wow man that's... great production company scene entertainment and black walls entertainment are doing it that's so emmy awesome. award-winning production companies are... that is so awesome man yeah. it, it's just it's just it's just everything coming together yeah it's time dude it's yeah. time like i was talking to joe coy about it last night he's like bro you're ready it's time this is when it's supposed to happen you're ready to blossom man yeah I'm... that was beautiful dude yeah, ready to blossom. so Brent Morin, who's yes. my co-host on my other yes, podcast, The Lion's Den. Mm -hmm. Where did you see him? I saw him at the comedy store. One, one of my first comedy shows. Really? That I, hmm? I told you this. I That's who made that. you want to do stand-up? Yeah. But what got you to the comedy club? What were you doing there? I just love comedy shows. Like, I've always liked comedy. I've, you know, those are my favorite type of shows. Uh, anytime, like, I would watch. Because I'm not a big fan of, like, George Lopez and stuff like that. That's, like, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of comedy that's just base central that is just okay this is a lot i like people that are funny period right whether like, it's latino like white. latino whatever if you're a funny comedian like i don't like i kind of like kind of smart comedy like like people that, that actually blows me away that actually, actually try to actually make you laugh that don't just say like stuff like that like intelligent 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 comedy so yes one of the first ones i saw was brent morin i saw really? him and i was very like i was like and then i always noticed that comedians had dope shoes Oh, we are, our shoe game, and I really on liked that. And I was like, shoe game, and, and I remember on point. And I remember because I was sitting in the front seat, and they were talking about me. Of course, because I'm a big guy, mm -hmm. and they're all talking about me. And I saw these are the first comedians I saw because it was a show at the at the, comedy, at, at the comedy store at the original room. It was Brent Morin, Whitney Cummings, mm -hmm. and then there was uh, 
those are only two I remember because I have, you know, I have, I have problems with memory sometimes. We'll talk about that. But Brent Morin was the one I remember because I was like, man, this is dope. Because the reason I like it is because you're, you're controlling something. You're controlling the audience. It's, it's basically you controlling the audience. And people you're are commanding like, a room. Yes, you're commanding a room. To have so much control, it's, 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 it's pretty cool, dude. So that's why I liked it. And the first time I tried it, I was, uh, I was on this uh, radio, this little um, internet radio show in uh, Orange County. And I was there with my good friend, Brian McDaniel. Okay. Uh, and then um, he invited me to a comedy show. He's like, hey, man, do you want to come to this comedy show? Because he was promoting his comedy show on our, uh, on our uh, internet radio show. And then, um, and then when he was promoting the show, I was like, yeah, I'll go, man. I love it. And then after the show, I talked to him. I was like, dude, I really want to do this. And then he booked me at Flappers at a friends and family show. Mm. And I did it, and, and, and I did it, and I was wearing, like, a tie. I was all dressed up. I was like, oh, man, like, like I was going for a job interview. But it was great, man. Wait, wait. Your first time doing stand-up, you wore a tie? A tie. That's adorable. Yeah. But the thing is, I didn't know better. Obviously. But the thing that I have that, like, that like I'm, I might not have, like, like, the best stuff all, but what I have is I'm a people. I'm a people person. When it comes to being able to talk to people, like, I'm not afraid to go ask you a question. I'm not afraid to talk to somebody and find out information that I want to know. Mm -hmm. So oh, then, I know. So then, so then I met, I met uh, Jack Jr. If you guys don't know who Jack Jr. is, Jack Jr. is the son of the owners of the Ha Ha Comedy yes. Club. Shout out to Ha Ha Comedy North Club, man. Hollywood. Oh, shout, of course. That's shout out to Ha Ha Comedy Club. That's my home club. I love that club. Uh, I love Jack. I love Terry. I love uh, Jack Sr. All of them. Shout out to them. Because uh, they actually gave me a chance. I had to work there, but they gave me a chance, and I appreciate it. Can I tell you what impresses me about you doing stand-up? What? And I'm not making a joke right now. You told me that when you were younger, mm -hmm. you had a stutter. Yes, yes. You, you, you spoke with a stutter. Yes. Sometimes I see it still comes out. Mm -hmm. So When I say my name for some reason. Say your name. Ra Raul. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing. It's I'm weird. Raul. Raul. Yeah. Sounds like you're trying to seduce me, but I might to be like, I was the kid who had a stutter. You definitely were bullied for it. By oh the, yeah. Right. Time. Cause kids are awful. And always had gray hair too. So they would make fun yeah, of Yeah. He started going great at like 12 years old. Yeah. 12 years old. Um, to make the decision to go, you know what I want to do? A thing where I have to talk. Yeah. That's fucking, that's, that's brave as shit. And th th let me ask you this. Once you're on the, cause I noticed when you do perform, yeah. you don't stutter. No. So is it like an adrenaline thing? What do you think it is? It's like you just get caught in a zone. A zone. I just I just back up because people are like, "Did you notice I was in the audience?" I'm like, "No, I don't notice anybody in the audience." Right. I just sit there and and what I do is I is I concentrate on hearing, hearing the laughter. Right. I don't worry about who's looking. I don't worry about oh hot, the hot. No, I don't worry about nothing. I I concentrate on like are people laughing. Right. And if people don't laugh, that's when I lose it. I'm like, I'm like, right. That's what I try to tell you. You never had that. You never had but that. But I'm trying to help tell you when it yeah. gets quiet, don't, yeah. don't worry. Yeah. Cause that's a good thing. Yeah. Cause when they're quiet, they're listening. Yes. Yes. But, uh, but the whole thing about stuttering is that I'll go back a little bit longer. Uh, I stuttered. Yes. I started growing up. I stuttered really bad. I'm talking, I stuttered so bad that I went to speech class and everything. Short bus. Yeah. It wasn't a short bus. What it was is that they would walk us around the whole school parading us like it was a short bus. Uh, were you like holding onto a rope, all of you? Uh, no, we were all holding on to each other. 
There's something really sweet about that. It, it is very sweet. But the thing is that I could just picture this line of children and then this one tall <laughs> guy in the middle. That, that, that's true. Come on, guys. Let's go. Yeah, like that. Um, and I was always shy. But what really helped me out, dude, is actually going to the military. Yeah, but that. Because when I. Hold on. Because because when I came back from the military. You were in the Army, right? No, the Air Force. Oh, you were in the Air Force? Yeah. Oh, you were I a really flyboy. <laughs> I, I really didn't give a shit. Like, like, like people would bag on me all the time. And, and I still remember that the first time I came back, they were still trying to bag on me, and I capped on all of them. I was like, you know what? What you got back from the, the military? Sorry, right. Because I had all the confidence in the world, so I was like, you know what? Dude, you were in, where, where were you? You were stationed. Where were you I was stationed in North Dakota and Iraq. So when I so when I got the military, I got this uber confidence in me, and I was like, you know what? Um, they just started capping on me again like they always used to. And I used to always get mad before, but this time I was like, you know what? Why do I feel like people always pick on the, the nice big person? It's because they're so insecure with themselves. They're like, you know what's going to make me feel big? Is if I pick on yeah. the big dude, but you're so nice. Yeah. But you know you could crush somebody. I could. I yeah. want to, but I don't have that. Like, I'm always taking my life in my hands when I, when I mess with you. When I fuck with you. <laughs> but no, never do. Uh, I really... I, I'm really happy that I got to do this with a, a great guy and, and Jason, of course. Go ahead and give yourself applause again. Hold on. I got to find it. Dave, make sure you cut out all the applause <laughs> for Jason. Um, I, I just saying like, like when I'm just saying when I did all that and I came back and I was like, I was in a, in a time in my life when I started doing comedy that I wanted to kill myself actually. You know, a lot of comics, most comics get into comedy because of some dark shit. I want to kill myself and I wanted, and, and I wanted something to be able like to like. And I was like, I started doing comedy, man. And I'm like, I felt much better about my life, man. But I was like, really wanted to kill myself. I really wanted to like fucking end no, my people life. People don't understand that shit is real. I really wanted to end my life. And I was this close. I was depressed. I wasn't going to work. And then I started doing the comedy thing, man. And ever since then, I'm like, I That's love dope. it. Man. I love it. It's great. It's fun. It's nerve wracking because like. People are paying money to see you, dude. It's challenging. Like, yeah. you're like, I got to deliver this Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if you suck, like, that's that's not cool, man. Because right. people are paying their hard-earned money to go see you. Dude. Yep. And if you keep working, dude, you're going to get to a point where you don't suck anymore. <laughs> Actually, you uh, opened for me. I headlined the Grand, Esc the Grand Comedy Club in San Diego last Escondido. week. Escondido. Escondido. And you opened for me, and you had great sets. Thank you. You killed man. it. I appreciate it, man. You, the second set was even best, better yes. because you, I could tell. Because when you go into a room that you've never performed in, yes. it's a new stage. You're not sure where the light is. Yeah. You, uh, when I say the light, they, they, they flash a light at the back yes. of the room to let you know when your set's over sometimes if you don't see that. Yes. And then you don't want to upset the, the club by going over yeah. your time. And there's all yeah. kinds of bullshit you're thinking about. Yes. That's what's dope about having multiple shows a night. Because yes. on this, you don't have to keep saying yes, I promise. Um, see. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> Getting into the room and getting acclimated to the room is is all happening during your first your first set, so your which was good. Your first yes. set was good, yes. But your second set, you got loose and yeah. you were like moving around the stage, and yeah. you were like instead of talking in front of them, you were talking to yeah. them. Yeah. It was it was dope. It was really cool. Now it's the first time you ever did stand up, right? <laughs> you took a break though. I took a long break because uh, I was mentally exhausted because. Yeah. 
I was doing a lot. I, I was producing a lot of shows. I was I was working at the Haha. Ha. I was I was doing a bunch of like just trying to produce because because there's only two ways to get on stage. You got to be really good and really talented when you get on, mm-hmm. or you got to produce your own shows. Those are probably the only two ways you're three going to get on. There's the third. What's the third way? Open mic. Open mic. No, no, but I'm talking about to actually get to right regular shows. Yeah, because because with the open mic comes the fact that you get really good. So there's yeah. only two. Two ways to get on shows. So you were producing shows to get stage time. Yes, to to get stage time, and I and I was just burnt out, man. I was like, man, um, I I used to produce a show with uh my friend Brian McDaniel, and then Brian Brian we used to produce it was just called the Skinny Flaco show. We used to produce it in in Pasadena. You actually performed on our show one time. Where was it? It was in Pasadena. <laughs> it, it was at the Ice House in Pasadena. Thank you. It was at the Ice House in Pasadena, and you actually performed for us once too. Did I? I booked you for once. How'd I do? You did you did horrible and great at the same time. Mm. Horrible great. No, actually, there's no there's no stage like that stage. I never seen Jason do bad. And I've seen Jason perform probably what like I've done bad. I've had some bad sets. Okay. Do you remember I remember my worst set? Your worst set? I remember my worst set like it was yesterday because Can you tell us about that? Yes. Here's why. Hold on. Was Dave there? My brother wasn't there. Okay, cool. Uh West Side Comedy in Santa Monica. Oh, okay. Right. And it was a showcase show. It was to uh, showcase for Adam Devine's house party on Comedy Central. You actually told me about this. And and it was my first time really bombing and not doing well. First of all, they put me up first, which sucked. So you go up to a cold crowd and the person that was hosting. Can you explain what the first, what's the job of the first comic to actually. The the, The host? No, the first comic to actually break the ice. You know how there is. No, that shouldn't be his job. No? In my opinion, no. That's why they should have an MC. Okay. They should have an MC, and it's, it's his job to set the room, get them going, do some crowd work, talk to them, explain to them what's going on, be funny, and now the room is settled in. So when They're you have ready this thing to go. about the tag teaming, do you think that's a bad idea when you no. tag team? No, tag teaming isn't a bad idea if you have a v, the VO, the the uh, the. Um, the uh, VOG, like the off, the, yeah. the sound guy yeah. announcing. I mean, I'm telling you, that makes such a big difference, dude. Okay. Like, I did a show in. Uh, wait, wait, let's uh, real quick. Okay, Houston. Okay. I did a show in Houston. No, was it Houston? Yeah, it was a Houston Improv. I was on a show at Houston Improv, and um, the girl they had a new girl doing running sound, okay. and so she gets on the microphone and she goes like. Ladies and gentlemen, their job is to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the improv. Yeah. How's everybody feeling this evening? You get a cheer. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you did this and that and that. Um, are you guys ready for a show? <sighs> I didn't hear you. Are you ready? Yeah. And you hype them up. Yeah. And then you say, your first comic coming to the stage. You may have seen him on blah, da, 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 da. Yeah. Give it up for Jason. This girl was literally like, thanks for coming. Um... No, literally said, um, thanks for coming. Um, Make sure you keep your table talk to a minimum. Um, Please don't yell out at the comics. Mind you, the chatter within the crowd is louder than her. And people are literally going, what is she fucking saying? And then she's like, okay, Jason Collins. To the point where I'm in the green room like, do I go on? And then I go on. Thank God I've been doing this for a long time. So I was able to riff on it. I said, sorry, guys, about the sound girl. It was bring your daughter to work day. I thought she'd do a better job. And that got a big laugh. Yes. And that, that reset the crowd. Okay. But it wasn't my job to do that. No. So, but anyways, yeah. So I did the Adam Devine yes. uh, showcase for the house party show. Mm-hmm. 
and they had an MC that was just not good. And 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 they let the they let the crowd dictate how their set's gonna go. And that's a bad idea. Like if you get out on stage and you see that the crowd is immediately like, oh, and then you're like, oh, with them? No. You gotta be like, yo, you guys are at a comedy show. Let's let's fucking go. This is a dink. You know what I mean? Didn't do any of that stuff. So I had to go out, not only set try to set the crowd and then showcase to get on this damn Comedy Central show. Yeah. Didn't work. I mean, I got them at the end. But they're not looking at just your last shit. They want to say, can this guy do, can this guy crush it for eight minutes? Yes. And I didn't. And that, dude, that was the saddest drive home. <laughs> I might have cried. Do you remember in your comedy career uh, advice that a comedian actually gave you that you actually took to heart? Yeah. Uh, and, and who was that comedian? You're really, you're, you're being so funny right now, dude. You're like acting the part of a, of a TV host. <laughs> no, do you, Jason, do you remember... A time in your career when... Who was that comedian? Joe Coy. What did he tell you? Joe Coy told me all kinds of stuff. He watched my set and he goes, work on this, man. You're not making eye contact to the audience. Why are you looking to the side? Why are you turning your back on the audience on the punchline? Why are you not making this or that? You, why, why aren't you following through with that and not committing on that joke? Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he just coached me, you know? And the reason he coached me, in my opinion, is because he saw something there. Yeah. Like, there are plenty of people that come to me. They're like, can you help me? And I'm like, I don't think so. Because I was already funny. I was already funny. But now you got to take that. Like, there's, there are people in offices all over the country yes. that are the funniest dude in their office. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work on stage. You just have to have the technical You just got to be funny. All I needed to do is learn how to, you know, because that's where I think comedy classes are helpful. I want to say this. I shit on comedy classes a lot, but I do think they are useful in a lot of ways. You cannot teach someone how to be funny. You can't teach somebody how to be funny. You're either funny or you're not. But what you can teach is, you know, structure of a joke, mm -hmm. microphone techniques. How many comics do you see that don't know what the hell they're doing in the microphone and they keep holding the cord? And, yes. I mean, I was at an open mic. This guy took the cord and threw it over his shoulder because he was, he was worried he was going to step on it, you know? Mm -hmm. They teach all that kind of – that kind of stuff is invaluable. So I shit on that. But I already had the funny thing down. But I didn't want to, I didn't know there were comedy classes. And if I knew, I wouldn't have taken them anyways. But, you know, you understand, for, for two years, I went to comedy shows every, every other night watching the masters. You know, I was in the audience watching Joe Coy, Dane Cook, Daniel Tosh, uh, all these guys every night, Joe, Russell Peters. So that was my intro to comedy, the greats. I never stepped foot at an open mic. If I went to an open mic before I did stand-up, I would have been like, fuck this i'm never doing this this is the saddest shit i've ever seen in my life because there are certain open mics that are Perfect. that open mic that we went to in bellflower at the stand-up comedy club was that was a dope open mic and here's why the audience the audience was mostly other comedians waiting their turn but they were supportive yes they were supportive of the other comedians like yes dude you know how many like there's an open mic i saw because they have open mics early on early shows when i do my regular shows mm -hmm. So I'll step in, and they're literally just a bunch of comedians looking at their notes, not even paying attention to the guy on stage, just waiting for their turn to go on stage. You know, but I didn't have to deal with that shit. I had, I had, I had some of the best comics, and I mean, the guy who coached me in the beginning just sold out a bunch of shows at the Forum, and shot his Netflix special there. So like, I had that kind of coaching, but I didn't need to be taught how to be funny. Cause hey, man, he's funny. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Thank you.
Thank you guys so much. Dude, this is a good first episode. It is good. This is a good first episode. You guys, please make sure you go to all the platforms. Make sure you rate, review, and on um, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Stitcher, wherever you listen, you, we will be there. If you want to look at our gorgeous faces, go to our YouTube channel, Jaybird and the Squatch. Anything you want to add, buddy? Um, yes. Yeah, so what do you have coming up? Oh, you want to talk about dates? Yeah. What do, uh, what do I have? So I have in October, I will be in Batavia. Is it Batavia? Oh, the, um, yeah. Uh, October 13th, 14th, 15th, I'm going to be in Batavia, Illinois at the Comedy Vault. Um, I'm, you and I are doing a show in Merced. Yes, we're, we're doing a, a show in Merced November 19th. We'll be in Merced. Merced is inland from San Jose, right? From yeah, Fresno. Uh, no, it's uh, actually uh, it's actually inland from, uh, it's actually, um, it's east of Fresno. East of Fresno, okay. East, east of Fresno. So we're going to be doing a show in Merced. And we also got the stand-up uh, coming up on October October 1st, we will be yes. in Bellflower for my show, Jason yes. Collins Presents, at the Stand-Up Comedy Club in Bellflower. Yes. Uh, um, we will add ticket links and all that stuff, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys there. But this is our number one episode. I loved it. I think we got chemistry. I think we do. I, I, sometimes I can't understand a thing you say, but that's okay, because we'll have subtitles. I just, I just think you like, you like kind of have me as a, as a um, what is it called? Punching bag. No, not even put you back. You kind of uh, sidekick. Yeah, sidekick. Um, not a psychic. That's for your people. <laughs> a sidekick. I um, no. What I want to say is that I really like this because, like you said, we have the we have the chemistry and we and we have something that I know can grow because it's it's organic and I know it can grow. So <laughs> that was very heartfelt. Um. And also, um, do you want to say where the, where we have our individual? Uh, you want to say your individual um, tags or anything? You know, no, no, you don't. No, are you talking about like Facebook and yeah, Instagram, Instagram and, and all, all that, that stuff? It'll be here. It'll be trust here. Trust me. Thank you. You're so cute. <laughs> all right, let's go out with a joke. Go, man. No, you go first. <laughs> no joke. I don't. I don't. I don't really. Quick joke. Go. I don't, I don't have any jokes like that. I can't just tell them like that. I can't say them like that. Bro, next time you grab that. No yeah, way. Yeah, I know, man. He's no using way. it way too much, man. This is my, He's toy, my way new too toy. Much fun with it. Thank you guys for joining us. We will see you on the next episode. Jaybird and the Squatch. Jaybird and the Squatch. Thanks for joining us, guys. Later. Later. Later.